Hi, I'm Ryan, and uh, it's that time of the year where up to our eyeballs in preseason injuries. Hi, I'm Casey, and damn, do we got a good Cardinals fan on deck tonight. Hi, I'm Jam, and oh, I can't wait to talk about the Dez Twitter meltdown. We we, we already we did that last week while you wait, were out. what? Yeah. You're not allowed damn. vacation time. Damn it, a guy unplugs for one week. All right, welcome back in. Just another football show. And we're back. It's Friday. Friday. It's Friday. We had some games last night. Uh, yeah. Behind the curtain. We haven't seen them yet, but we're football. They were there. There was, was football played. Hopefully Mahomes looked good. And we enjoyed it, maybe. You all know how this works. I don't. We we play along, but it's fine. So uh, it's not Friday. Some guys, no more. some guys looked really good, and some guys kind of. Some guys. Well, we're gonna talk about that next week. We're just kind of hoping there were no injuries. Um, bam, 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 bam. Fantasy purposes. Can you believe? Man, I don't know. I got. Well, I never. So uh, we got we got a little news to talk about. Top yes. of the show. More and, news, and then we're gonna talk Seahawks. We're gonna talk Cardinals. And then we're going to very good fans to call talk it about those. the NFC West. That's what we're going to that's the plan, which is a, has been a fun division. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to gate. You know, we, we have uh, the Rams do all this stuff in the offseason. The 49ers have all this momentum. It's just a fun division. A it's lot. hard to pin down. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Seahawks, Seahawks are eating themselves alive. So, so what I want to do is I want to roll through some of these training camp injuries that we've had. We've, yeah. I've got a I've got a, a bullet list of them. There are too many. Pew, pew. We'll see. I mean, a lot of them are. There are some that are more important than others, but we'll I'll just sort of roll through them. If we want to talk about them a little more in depth, stop me. So we got the uh, Packers linebacker, Jake Ryan, Torrey ACL. It's Good up and sucks. coming running, or, uh, linebacker. Definitely. Hate to see they need help the torn ACL yeah. in training camp. Done for the year. Sucks. That's, nobody wants for to For a team that. that needs the defense to step up, that's yeah. not what you want to see. Um, we had Redskins wide receiver Josh Doxson injured his shoulder. Um, doesn't appear to be too serious, but uh, something to keep an eye on. Sounds um, like somebody just doesn't want to play in preseason. None of them want to play in preseason. But well, none you of the guys that ACL. you know are going to be in the t- on the team or wanting to play in the preseason. Um, Titan safety Jonathan Cyprian. Cyprian, I was getting there. Mm-hmm. Tore his ACL, which is which, sucks. Yeah. The the Titans then went out and signed Ken, uh, Kenny Vaccaro to replace. They, I mean, it's they had Eric Reed come, set set to come in to do yeah. uh, a workout for them, and a bunch of his planes got delayed and, and a bunch of weird conspiracy shit. And then they signed Kenny Vaccaro. I mean, they had to they had to make the replacement. The if there's anything stand. that can be said about it happening this early, is you can sort of work work it and and try to do something yeah. about it now. Um, I have Mr. Brightside, I suppose, on that is the best you can really. Cyprian is a good veteran uh, safety. I yeah. mean, it had a good year last year, so coming in this way, it, it, it's, it sucks. Um, Antonio Brown is day-to-day with an undefined injury. Um, they Broke say that he, he should be back after, uh, after the first preseason game. They're not going to work him out until yeah. after then. Oh, big surprise. They don't, seem, they don't seem overly concerned at this point, but – Still, again, I think it's something to sort of keep an eye on. The Steelers kind of hold things close to their vest. They so I, are I very somebody wants a vacation. Yeah. 
Eh, I mean, Shouldn't you have flown in on a fucking helicopter. Gotta get that Madden and and just sort yeah. of sit. All the Madden curse strikes already. <gasps> oh, boom, man. boom, boom, boom. Didn't think about that. Uh, so Sony Michelle undergoes a procedure to drain fluid from his knee. Jim, you want to talk about that? That sucks. <laughs> Literally the worst pain I have ever felt in my life is when they jab that giant needle into your leg and just start pulling fluid. And then he goes, oh, you've got a, like a hard spot. You know how they fix that? They just continue to stab Jab that hard. needle in there until it softens and they continue to pull. And to that point, you go, hey, we're done, folks. It's fine. Let the swelling stick. Uh, for for football uh, point of view on this, uh, it's supposedly out for 10 days or something like that. Uh, I, do I can hear see that, it. I, I do hear that it, it kind of does just as much damage as it helps, so something to keep an eye on. It's it's definitely, I, yeah. There's a reason no, I included it. Yeah. It's I, interesting. I totally understand, especially from a football perspective, getting that yeah. fluid drawn brings the swelling down and all that. It just it sucks. <laughs> um, let's see, Colts. Uh, let's see what Anthony, Anthony Costanzo. Costanzo. It's always uh, weird reading names. Uh, re-injures the hamstring. Uh, can't, coming back from the hamstring injury and goes right back to it. Reaggravated. It's never. It's never good to see uh, the reaggravation, the yeah. re-injury, especially um, the hamstring. Yeah. And you always wonder, did they come back too soon? Was he ready to play? And then. Yeah. Flip, bop, flip, blamp. And then we got a couple injuries that I, I don't know that we need to go deep into. We'll sort of wait, hold it off until next week and talk about it. Um, Chargers' Joey Bosa exits with a foot injury. Um, I, we'll wait and see. This could be fucking terrible for them, or it could be just sort of a let him sit for a little Stub while my and, toe. and come back. Chargers curse strikes again. Yeah, that's true. Maybe and they then stop practicing on a soccer field. While doing some recording tonight, I found out that the Chiefs' Daniel, Daniel Sorensen had a knee injury. Uh, they they checked it. It's not a tear. So uh, really just questions on how long he's going to be out. Right. They're talking into the beginning of the season. So very upset about that as a Chiefs fan. Love Daniel Sorensen. He's just a fucking beast out there. Yeah. So, uh, one of the underappreciated, guys. yeah, very much so. But we'll we'll see how it pans out. There's already talk of them maybe bringing someone else into to camp to work because he's a not going to be ready. Say. Be ready for yeah, right. Not going to be ready for a little while. So, um, that's it for knee, for injuries for knee injuries. That's it for injuries that I have for now. We'll see uh, what happens over the next week as these to make teams continue. I, to be fair, this is what we're watching for right now is injuries. That's. It's a sad state of affairs, but it's it's how it works. I feel like a NASCAR fan. Uh, wait, what? Huh? So I feel like a NASCAR fan, just waiting for that crash at this oh, point. That's, I don't think that's really okay. Not um, that I'm looking forward to it. Something just really know it's going to happen. Something that I uh, I forgot to mention on the, well, the not earlier helmet to helmet, they can't do that anymore. The earlier episode this week that I I didn't bring up that I, I meant to was, was on there and I messed it up. It's on me. The Browns. We traded. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about this. Yeah. Oh. Browns, Browns traded Corey trade. Coleman to the Bills. We're seventh round pick? Was it seven? Yes. Yep. Okay. For, and, went, and not in 2019, in 2020. Yeah, 2020. I went off memory on this one. So that's a bit of a. That's ways. why I asked it with a questioning tone. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I hate to say that I agree with Jam, but, I mean, he posted it first and made the joke because they're making room for Dez. I think it's I, possible. I think it's in all fairness, possible. I posted it. Kyle made the joke. Yeah, 
Kyle made the joke for Des. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I got to give credit where credit's Shouts to due. Kyle, I suppose. It, yeah. It's absolutely possible. I don't think it's likely. a very likely. long weekend at work, so it's, I fucked yeah. that up. That's on me. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think it's likely for reasons we've talked about before. It's just, you know, do you want a Devo wide receiver like that around to Baker Mayfield? I, I don't. I or Josh but, Gordon or the yeah. rest of that team. But, I mean, you we talked about that it. last week. You don't need it. You're you don't right. Need I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you need it. Clearly, if there was a bunch of teams that needed it as Bryant, he'd be signed. I, mean, at this I think point. I think Corey Coleman would have been just fine on this team with the pieces yeah. around him and the help. Um, it, he was sort of expected to be the guy to an extent last year before Josh Gordon came back. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, in this, you're looking at him being, you know, your your three, your slot guy, your yeah. I don't know, I, especially after they they drafted a wide receiver this way. This year, uh, yeah. and and Tony or Anthony Calloway, Antonio Calloway from Florida, who has his own off the field issues as well, so he might not have been there all season for that reason. But um, this is another one of the, the the Browns' first round picks that is now not on the team. They have a long history of this guys that they drafted years ago that are not on the team either on other teams. Not some guys are not playing football anymore. Some people have been cut. Some people have been traded. It's just the Browns. Because they keep going through GMs like chicklets, they kind of don't get guys that stick around. And yeah. the next GM comes in, he's like, well, these aren't my guys. I don't want them. This isn't the kind of player. When I, I, I read like, a so. fun article this afternoon on NFL.com about how they're, they are they may not be done making these moves on trading yeah. guys that weren't part of this you know this regime. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means and, and or they, who's they wanna, safe or who's not. Yeah, I think they're just sort of trying to create yeah, They want to blame it on Sashi Brown and – and kind of some of the, the money ball stuff he was doing there. But Hugh Jackson has won one game in two years. So maybe the problem isn't the talent. Maybe it's the coaching. I'm interested Well, to he see. said they wouldn't go 1-15 again. So he wasn't wrong. I'm interested to see how uh, how the hard knock shakes out. I think we're yeah. going to get a little fun with that. So yeah, yeah, yep. How That's many times have the Browns been on hard yeah, knocks now? A few times. It started this week, and we'll we'll just see how how it goes. Might, I might give Ryan like ten minutes next week to Oof. to review. Hard it is Knocks. it is definitely one of my favorite times of the year. Hard, I love Hard Knocks. That's that's usually like I haven't. Watched it's right been away. a few weeks since we mentioned it, and it's not something that I highly recommend anybody go out and watch like the entire episode. But I did recommend it once. I've been doing this on a semi weekly basis. Go out and just look up the Jay Cutler. Um, highlights Cavalier, on very Cavalieri. It's uh, it's it's good. It's good. He had a fish. He had a fish tank that well, he uh, he wanted to move, and they didn't have room, even well, though they bought this massive fucking house that totally had room. It's he is fucking like TV go. I mean, not for whoever normally watches that show, <laughs> but for someone like me that can just go find the highlights of Jay Cutler on the show. It's fucking. It's gold. Hmm. He's. He's so good at this. It's, Are we turning this into a, just a TV show podcast? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't have time for that. It's another TV show. No. But check out Succession. I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, let's see. So there were some trade rumors on Anthony Barr. The Vikings denied them. Um, it, I think it boils down to a, hey, eventually you're going to pay this guy. And yeah. he's the one that's not getting paid currently. Or, you know, long-term paid. So, uh I don't know how much I buy the denial of trade rumors, but I don't think that's happening anytime relatively soon. This team is hot on the, we want to win a Super Bowl right now. Yeah. He's not exactly saying, fuck you guys, I'm not playing for you because I don't have money. They're so generally not I'm a, not concerned a, with it right a now. A splashy team either. They don't make these kind of big no. trades. Of, so. 
Um, I, I would lean more towards no, not. but I think if it if if a time rolls around where they think he's willing to hold out and he's they're not going to be able to pay him, which I mean I don't know what their money situation is, but it's got to be fucking dire be at this tight. point. Um, that they would trade him for you know any value they could get. Bears need a linebacker right now. I don't know that they trade him to the Bears though. Well, it's possible, but I don't think that's the case. So. Uh, that's it for news, I think. Any, any other news you wanted to talk about, Ryan? Anything else? You're pretty good at generally I, I think like, pointing it. out some stuff to me. Between what we talked about uh, earlier in the week and what we had going on here, uh, obviously more things might come up. We might find a little bit more information about Anthony Costanzo or Sorensen or, or Joey Bosa, just things to keep an eye on. Uh, all those guys are, are pretty integral to their teams and yeah. their, their, side of, um, their side of the ball, so could be a big deal. Um, the, the Chargers thing—they're just—it's cursed. cursed. I sent that—I uh, sent that story to you this afternoon, and it's the first thing I said. The first I, thing you a, said, cursed. Not—not—not uh, a, not a story or anything like that. Just a quick opinion. Do you guys, do you guys take any credit in uh, players underperforming in training camp? Do you look a lot into that? Like we saw a story—I saw a story earlier that was well, Des. Or not Des, but Dak still hasn't thrown a touchdown in training camp. See, we, and, me and Ryan and like of... like the Bills, like Nathan Peterman's out there doing Nathan Peterman things, all these interceptions. Like people like to throw these headlines out, but is any of it really? Does it matter? I'm not, do you, I'm do not you take a lot into... into any of it? I I wouldn't too much. I, I personally don't. I just wanted to know your guys' opinion unless it's on something it. like like a a new quarterback on a new team. You know, something where he's like trying to pick up an offense or learn an offense. Yeah, and you throw it, and you're not throwing it to the right guy, or you're not throwing, you're missing completely. I don't buy too much into it. We we always see guys that that rise a lot in in uh, in preseason games or in training camp, and we see guys that underperform. And then uh, you know, there's guys that will come out of nowhere. I mean, they didn't. No one noticed them in preseason. No one noticed them until week four, and then they have some huge thing. So, uh, I don't. I don't put too much into it. I do enjoy watching the preseason games because, well, then you you, you kind of have a little bit more. You're not as surprised, and also for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I agree with that. I, I think we were, in, and it sort of it it dovetails into that as me and Ryan were talking in in depth a little bit about fantasy this afternoon. Um, I mean, I don't want to get specific into the things that you're talking about, but the Dez thing, or not the Dez, you did it, so I did it. The I Dak know, right? thing, it, it's terrible. I, I it's question terrible. just that whole situation. Um, he, yeah, I'm not surprised he hasn't thrown a fucking touchdown. He's got no one to throw the ball to. That's that doesn't surprise me at all. Alan Hearns much? Yeah, he doesn't have. He, he, was Cole that Beasley like a? Much? Was that a? Oh, sassy. Okay. Sassy. Okay, I wasn't sure. Sassy. See, I thought maybe you were being sarcastic, and that's the problem. So <laughs> that was sassy, but I mean, like Ryan said, I don't, I don't buy too much into a lot of this stuff. Uh, these guys who have been with these teams for a while are used to what training camp is and are just there to sort of work out. Yeah. Um, like Ryan said, preseason is where you're going to see, um, a lot of these things pan out as far as not necessarily your main guys. I mean, it's not like Dax fighting for that job. So who does he have to impress at this point to a certain extent? We'll see yeah. how it pans out. Uh, uh, he's going to throw a touchdown pass. Spoiler alert, probably. it will happen. It's going to happen. Maybe not to a wide Might receiver. Might be to Zeke. But yeah, Chiefs, go us. Good <laughs> stuff. Um, at this point, too, like. It's a little early yeah, to have it, these it, concerns. Especially at this point, you know, we're, we're week one of preseason. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, 
Um, let's see. So, as we announced last week, I want to reiterate this now. This weekend, we are going to do just another fantasy special. Yep. We're going to have in Andy, Andy Hall from the 515 uh, Fantasy Football Show. Um, his stuff sort of changed up on him. And uh, we saw the opportunity to say, hey, you love fantasy football. We love football. You're a great guy. Yeah, Come will. on in. You know, and I wasn't I, I I don't I wasn't blowing smoke up his ass when he sort of said they weren't gonna do their full show anymore. Um when I pointed out that it was a combination of him doing his podcast and, and Tyler and the guys at the five one five hockey show that sort of gave me the boost to say, Hey, we can actually do this. So I'd love to give him the opportunity to talk fantasy football. That's his passion. He loves fantasy football. So we're going to give him the opportunity. He's going to come in. He's going to talk fantasy football with us this weekend. Mm-hmm. So if you have questions, get them to us. Multiple outlets to do that. Email, voicemail. You, you know the thing. Twitter, Facebook group. All these things are available. Get your get us your questions. We will ask him. Whatever format, whatever you're looking at. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're rolling in these previews. We, we got went up and, we went out and we prediction up special. Um, that was the other thing I wanted to throw out. We did our prediction special last year, for those of you who have been Very with fun. us that long. It is one of my favorite shows of the year um, where we will pick. We'll go over every team's over-under and pick over-under. We'll, we'll pick them. Um, we'll pick the uh, playoff picture, Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. Yep. Uh, and then we'll go over some awards. If there's a category that we didn't pick that you want us to, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. That, that's if there's some something the that you're, you, wanna, you want our opinion on for our, our uh, prediction episode, let us know. We'll, I, I will say I, had, we'll do it. I did pick Sam Darnold going to the Jets last year. But I picked him as the first overall pick, true. not the third. So I mean, there are a few things that we're all over here sort of proud of on our picks. I still just crutched on my Keenan Allen pick. So well, it's fine. No yeah. need to expect it. So all right. So yeah, just let us know if you got picks. You got things you want us to talk about. Uh, we're talking AFC West, and then the two North divisions coming up the next couple weeks. If you're a fan or you know someone who is, get at us. Yep, we're looking for someone to talk. We don't have anybody locked in at this point. I don't yeah, think. Free. Free. So, all right, we're going to kick it over. We're going to talk Seahawks, I believe. Yep. We'll get, the, get them on the ringer and uh, see, what, see what's going on up there. Yeah, there's a, a lot to talk about in Seattle with the way that this team has changed over the past uh, season and some change. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to throw to the Seahawks fan right now. All right, now we're going to welcome on Brock. He is the Seahawks fan for the day or the. The that's year. That's a shot well, fired yeah, at the 12s. I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, so Seahawks have had a lot going on here, right, Brock? Oh, they sure have. Uh, good evening, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, yeah, T- Casey said it there. Just huge, tumultuous offseason uh, for your Hawks. Locker rooms falling apart. Defense is uh, throwing the offense under the bus and vice versa. How do you feel about kind of the locker room and, and the culture in Seattle right now? Well, I think, you know, from the abstract point of view, it's definitely appeared to be quite shaken. Um, you know, some big-name losses in the offseason, you know, with Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, uh, losing some offensive weapons with Jimmy Graham, Paul Richardson, all guys that have produced quite a bit in the past. But I think there's also some light in there as, you know, with, especially with Bennett and Sherman, as much as they were great players and I love what they did during their time in Seattle, they always kind of had to have that last word and, I think there was kind of a sense of maybe undermining the coaching staff a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think they were trying to eliminate just kind of the big voices in the locker room that were maybe having a little bit of a negative effect, if you will. It's, I mean, a lot of that kind of sticks 
um, I mean, could you blame some of that on like Pete Carroll's coaching style a little bit? He seems to be uh, what they call a player's coach, kind of like a buddy-buddy type as opposed to like a guy that's more disciplinary, which creates the kind of situation where these guys can kind of be a little undermining. Oh, yeah. I think there's definitely um, some of that. You know, he's definitely kind of that rah-rah, get-your-out-the-college-style type coach. Um, which I think Sherman commented on not too long ago, saying how that's great for you know young upcoming players, but the guys that have been there a while, it's like, yeah, we heard all this all before, we know how he is, and that kind of thing. But I think in reality, you know, me as a Seahawks fan, a lot of it does stem back to that you know final offensive play in Super Bowl 49 against the Patriots. I think that's when you know some of the team kind of started losing faith in Pete's idea was when that play that? happened, but. Yeah, that you just know. shows you that Seahawks fans are still holding on to that case. So I wasn't even going to bring that up. That was, was going to be a dick. He's still no, holding I it. Mean, <laughs> it's, it's, the big, it's the biggest skeleton in the closet, so you might as well throw it, it out is, there. And, uh, I, to, not to cut you off, but to Richard Sherman's credit, I mean, some of the stuff he had to say, and I, you know, I completely agree with him. Uh, this team should have at least one to two more championship Probably, trophies. Yeah. If not, I mean, these guys were poised to be, much to my chagrin, uh, uh, you know, uh, the next dynasty of the NFL, and things just haven't seemed to go that way for whatever reason or another. Well, that's football for you. <laughs> that's factual. That's how we play the games. Uh, but before we, we move on to, like, this you know, the, this, this new year. upcoming season, uh, I just got to ask, are, are you a Richard Sherman guy? Are you uh, not a fan of Richard Sherman? I like the player, not the mouth. There you go. Okay. Fair well, answer. I, I don't think that you can separate the two. That is <laughs> and, it's tough. And now, now Jam, Jam is a 49ers fan. He has to deal with uh, Richard Sherman. That's so. like kissing your cousin, right? I, it's awful. I guess. So uh, Well, so that that's last season. Uh, looking forward to this upcoming season. There were, like we talked about briefly, there were a lot of off the sea, our uh, off season moves there. A lot of guys come in, a lot of guys go, and some of it is due to the the uh, kind of rocky relationship with the coaching staff. Maybe uh, lost, like like you mentioned, you lost Jimmy Graham, lost Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman's gone, uh, a couple other defensive linemen, Sheldon Richardson, Cliff Averill are gone, uh, and then you said Paul Richardson too, who I think was wildly underutilized in Seattle. So um, interested to see what happens with him going forward. But you did add a few guys. How do you feel about the addition of guys like Brandon Marshall? You did add Barcavius Mingo. Uh, Jerron Brown comes in there to kind of fill that Paul Richardson role. How do you feel about the guys that were added in the offseason? I think the name that you uh, just mentioned that stands out the most to me that I'm most excited about is Jerron Brown. Uh, um, just from even being a, an opponent watching the game, you know, he played against Seattle last year in Arizona. He made some really great plays, and he's more of a big-body guy who our receiving core has been lacking. You know, we got Baldwin and Lockett and Richardson, but none of them are really big-bodied guys. So I think if either him or Marshall could up and kind of fill that void of that big body that Jimmy Graham left when he went to Green Bay, I think that could be great. Yeah, I I, um, I heard something earlier this week about how – and, you know, take with a grain of salt because it's all from training camp, but Jerron Brown is really impressing right now and connecting with Russell Wilson. So that could really be a big thing. Um, the kind of uh, big problem that I see is, like you said, the loss of Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was phenomenal last season, uh, tied for second most touchdowns in the league last season. And that talent, once they kindly, kind of finally figure out how to utilize him, now he's gone. Um, the addition of Ed Dixon is kind of meant to fill that role, but do you think there's enough there from the tight end position or at least from 
a production uh, position to fill in the the hole that's left by Jimmy Graham? Well, I think you kind of touched on it um, by mentioning Ed Dixon. I think a lot of why Jimmy Graham saw such an uptick in his production, especially in the red zone, was because of our lack of being able to move the ball on the ground. We had no run game last year. I mean, Wilson was our leading rusher on the team. That says something right there. Yeah. So I think you bring in a good blocking tight end like Ed Dixon, and now we have Dwayne Brown, who had a full offseason now in Seattle, and we just picked Sweezy back up. So I think that we're actually going to have a much better offensive line this year. So I think if we can find more of that balance between our run game, that'll allow more of the upcoming passing weapons to come up and you know make up for some of that. But I think last year we saw a lot of uh, – Graham and other uh, passing records for Russell Wilson. He had a career year uh, with his production. It was due to the fact that he had no choice but to throw the ball. He kind of had to, yeah. And then that, that that's a good segue into, uh, you know, the draft there. Their first draft, or the first pick, was kind of an obvious one. Everyone thought that they would go running back because it's a need. But they end up taking Rashad Penny out of San Diego State. How do you feel about uh, that pickup? And do you think he can have an immediate impact on the offense? I was a little bit um, surprised when they picked Penny in the first round, uh, but you know, after going back and doing a little homework on him, if you uh, look at his last two seasons stats-wise, he's actually very impressive. And the thing I like really a lot about Penny is the fact that he actually has pretty fresh legs when you talk about the longevity of a college player. He um, you know, only had played about half the amount of time as your average college running back, so he's got very, very fresh legs coming into this league. Um, I think Penny is not the immediate shoe-in for first string at running back, to be honest. I think Chris Carson showed up to camp very much in shape and is giving him a run for his money at this point. But I'm excited to see what Penny can do, watching his highlights. He definitely brings a lot to the table. He's very shifty. He's got some power, and he's got some good hands, too. So I think with a, even just a slightly improved line, which I think will be more than slightly, I think Penny will be a great addition. Yeah, I think – People didn't give Rashad Penny enough credit. You know, we heard about Saquon Barkley, and we heard about Darius Geis and all those other kind of running backs. Well, Penny was a little bit under the radar, which is why this pick was surprising. But a lot of people ended up doing exactly the same thing you did, went back, looked at some of his stuff, and was pretty impressed. I know I uh, like what I've seen after the fact, even though this pick did surprise me. So I think it's a good pick. Hopefully it fits in nicely there, especially his hands plus Wilson scrambling around throwing the ball. Uh, That could be pretty dangerous. Then, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, then looking through the rest of the draft, nothing really jumps too far off the page. You know, took a defensive end in the, in the third round, a, a tight end um, in the fourth round. Ended up picking up Shaquem Griffin in the fifth round, uh, the linebacker at UCF. We all kind of know his story. Uh, do you feel like that's kind of just a feel-good pick, or do you think they actually drafted him with expectations for him to uh, have some impact on the field? Well, I think uh, he's had the same kind of response as he got at the Combine. You know, people brought him in there thinking, okay, we'll give the kid a chance. And he ended up, you know, surprising the hell out of everybody. I think the same thing's happening at training camp. You know, as soon as he was drafted, I kind of had that same thought. Oh, it's a nice feel-good story. Will he actually make the team? I don't know. Time will tell. But um, based on what I'm reading and seeing coming out of camp, he uh, he looks like he's on course to make the team. Um, as a reserve player, uh, linebacker, and then I, I see him getting maybe a starting role on special teams at first. But um, great heart, a lot of passion. 
you know, you can tell, like, he just uplifts everybody around him. So you, you can't not like having that kind of guy on your team. Right. Know, that's the type of guy you want on your team, especially a team that's uh, had a few issues with some of the players and locker rooms, stuff like that. This is a great guy just to have around that kind of centers everyone and brings everyone together. Yeah, he's... Oh, for sure. And I think that's what this locker room needs more than anything is just kind of a clean slate, get some new faces in there, get some new leaders talking, especially on the defensive side. I think you got a good core still for him to learn around. You know, Shaquem, you got Bobby Wagner there, and K.J. Wright. Those guys are going to be the core leaders of that. So I think, you know, they can definitely handle the challenge. Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely not lacking in heart, lacking in motivation. He has all those things uh, by the bucket full, and that's definitely something that a, a locker room that is as fractured or supposedly as fractured as we're hearing uh, can really use. So that's a great point by, by both you uh, and Jam there. So. Uh, looking at the rest of this draft, kind of murderer's row, a few guys here and there, safety. Did take a punter in the fifth round, so uh, that's a uh, – well, I think you were the first team to take a punter. Let's put it at that. Well, they didn't take him in the second, right? They did not take him in the second round. Um, then uh, offensive tackle, linebacker, and in the seventh round you drafted a quarterback. So, uh, I mean, uh, not a terribly impressive draft, in my opinion. I did like the Rashad Penny pickup. I, I do like Shaquem Griffin, but everyone else is kind of depth, not necessarily projected early starters from what I can tell. Which is kind of a weird thing because you um, – I want to get your opinion on this, Brock, here. Uh, is this more of a rebuilding? It almost seems like rebuilding as far as all the ex- the exodus we saw um, in the offseason. Like this team that was poised and built, like I said, could have been a dynasty. Uh, things didn't work out quite – the way they wanted them to, and now you get all these players leaving, and instead of drafting, you know, top name guys and guys you expect to make an immediate impact, like Stubby said, they kind of went, uh, you know, backups or position guys or you know, just guys you can rotate in and out. Do you see this season as kind of a rebuilding year going forward, or are they going to come back and just be the Seattle Seahawks that we all expect them or expected them to be, and just continue to clean house? That's a great question. I would say that, you know, I don't expect them to come in and dominate the division like they were doing, you know, two years ago. That would be, you know, just arrogant of me to say, Um, especially on the defensive side of the ball, because for many, many years there, that was the key to a lot of our success was having that phenomenal, just powerhouse, hard-hitting defense. Uh, I think Cam Chancellor will be greatly missed. His presence was huge on the field and even just on the sidelines. But I think that Seattle has the tools and the depth that it needs to stay competitive within the division I, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they did end up winning the division I think the Rams are definitely in the best position to do that but I wouldn't be shocked if Seattle just surprised the hell out of the NFL and got on a hot streak and started beating teams that nobody expected them to beat um, I really like the coaching changes as well that's, that's one of the big changes as well not just the players but big changes in the coaching side so I think that'll have an impact too I know um, Seattle fans have been calling for Daryl Pavel's head for a while now, and they finally got it. So we'll see if Brian is up to the challenge to uh, get this offense looking, you know, a little stagnant. But I think even if the the line on offense is slightly better, we got a solid run game now. I think these uh, fresh backs that are coming in will really uh, bring an up tempo aspect to the game. And I, I wouldn't be shocked. I think my expectation is eight to ten wins. That's that's what I would predict. I think you're right about what we're kind of all thinking. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, one thing you mentioned, the uh, offensive line, uh, slightly better. I mean, this is a team that just 
uh, allots the least amount of money to an offensive line. Um, I kind of want to get a Seattle's fan opinion on this. I kind of look at similarities between the way this team handles business, sort of the way Green Bay does, as far as they've got this superstar quarterback that they know can win them almost any game. So they kind of overlook all the other things, just banking on Russ's abilities to make plays with his feet. I mean, do you kind of get that vibe? Do you think they've done enough to shirt up this offensive line to help Russ out at all? Oh, definitely. I think that Russell's definitely prepped to uh, – I mean, he was in the MVP talks last year, and that's when our, our line was just god-awful. Uh, I think this year the line – I mean, it can't get much worse, right? <laughs> right, so, yeah. But I think well, It you know, can. It's compare, in San Francisco as far as an offensive line goes. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I mean, it's, we can't have two years in a row where Russell's the leading rusher. It just, that just can't happen and expect him to stay healthy. But um, you touched on you know Aaron Rodgers. And see, here's the thing. Here's my, I guess, uh, frustration about the whole perception of those two teams is, you know, you, you think about the top, oh, we'll say the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Would you both, would you all agree that Wilson and Rodgers would be in that group? We did this exercise just about a month and some change ago, and we, did, did we struggle and put Russ in at the five spot? I think I that's think we where we landed. Up. We ended up with him at five. Um, so, yeah, top five. Yeah, sure. top five. Okay, so that's fair. But um, for some reason, you know, Green Bay can year after year, doesn't matter what they do on defense or what's around Rodgers, but just the fact that they have Rodgers on the team automatically makes them playoff contenders every year in the eyes of the analysts. So I would like to see just a little bit more respect for Russell's capabilities as far as being able to carry the team to that level. Not saying he's equal to or better than Rodgers. <laughs> I'm saying that he's capable of, of being, you know, that guy to carry the team. Oh, there's He's there, shown that. Yeah, there's nothing more defeating and frustrating, uh, you know, being a rival. And, like, I can't hate Russ no matter how hard I try. It's just okay. impossible to yeah, hate this guy. It's very difficult. But uh, there's nothing more frustrating than watching your team get two or three guys one-on-one against Russ, and he somehow manages to escape and then make a huge play. So it's just – it's so – yeah, the, the crazy in-around spinning and just running around, and all of a sudden it's a 45, 50-yard completion, if not a touchdown. It's just so, so frustrating. Oh, it frustrates, frustrates the hell out of me too. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, great, here's another loss. Oh, shit, there he goes. You know, and then, then of course, I'm not surprised after him. So, like, how many times has he done this? I guess I never thought of that. I mean, you Seahawks fans are probably sitting on life support watching Russ bit. run around back there. Well, yeah, you, you, also, you also, like, kind of get worried about injuries. You know, with him yeah. running around that frequently, it's just, you know, we're very fortunate that we haven't had a major injury to him. So, that's yeah. why it's very critical that our line improves. I mean, here's a guy that is constantly banged up or some kind of nagging this or that i remember there was the whole controversy last season about the did he have a concussion did he not yeah. let him come back out too soon that kind of thing uh, i mean you gotta uh, that's another thing that makes it almost impossible to uh, dislike a russell wilson is the guy's toughness in his heart unmatched unmatched in this league i would say i think you know everybody has that guy on their team who will do anything to win or cares about winning that much but russell you know, you've seen it in his eyes. You've seen his voice. He hates to lose, and he goes out there, and no matter what the score is, um, I hate the fact that they let themselves get behind so often, and they have to wait till the fourth quarter to kick in gear and finally do it. But he's always he always keeps the team within a chance of of winning the game, and he's done it time and time again throughout his career. 
Yeah, we saw a lot of that last year. He he basically put the team on his shoulders because he had to, you know, with that lack of run game, which you talked about in the offensive line, which uh, we've addressed here. So, so Russell Wilson picked this team up, carried him as far as he could. They ended up second in the division, right? Nine and seven. So uh, not terrible record. And by all account, you know, by all the media accounts that this team has completely fallen apart in the off season. I'm glad to hear that, that you're not quite, you know, chicken little sky is falling uh, yet. Um, with that in no, mind, that's ridiculous. Yeah, 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 and, and it seems you know everyone's basically uh, clamoring for the end of the, the the Seahawks as we know them, and I, and I don't think that's quite there yet. Um, He's just giving me dagger eyes over here, and I'm just shaking my head and nodding. Jim's just nodding his head. So, um, with with that in mind, with with kind of the off season and Russell Wilson and last season, with all that in mind, uh, what do you think is kind of the strength of this team, and then what do you see uh, as weakness okay yeah i'll touch on that one point um real quick before that though is you know we, we did finish nine and seven um i don't want to put it all on one guy's shoulders but a couple uh made kicks by blair walsh and they're easily 11 wins season last <laughs> you year you knew what you so, were buying you knew what you were buying with blair walsh oh, i i i hated <laughs> that pickup i hated uh, I was like the game if, in minnesota yeah when if, he botched the you know the, the shoe and win in the playoffs a couple years ago yeah. a few years ago and i was like i do not want that guy <laughs> it's like the one team to pick him up like seattle was like you witnessed firsthand what this guy does exactly i hated it <laughs> But, um, okay, so strengths and weaknesses. So strength, obviously, you know, having one of the best quarterbacks in the league is a strength. I think also Doug Baldwin on that side of the ball is a leader. I think, uh, you know, Steve Smith retired last year. I think right now Doug Baldwin kind of reminds me of the, the, the common age Steve Smith. He's got that grittiness, not real big, but he's tough. He'll get in your face and he'll, he'll play tough football. So I love that on that side of the ball. I think that the weakness on the offensive side is going to be reestablishing that run game. So between the line, figuring out who's going to be the back and figuring out this new offense, because now we got a new offensive coordinator, it's just going to be how well that all meshes together. So we should get a pretty good preview of that here in the preseason games coming up. Uh, but overall, I, I like how the offense is looking. I feel more confident about that just based on who we still have as opposed to the defense. The defense is a big question mark. We got, um, like I said earlier, B-Wags and K.J. Wright, those will be the nucleus of the defense, the leaders, and I think they can uh, lead the group, keep them motivated. But there's, uh, you know, that defensive line, Frank Clark is probably the most intimidating guy we have on that line right now. Deion Jordan, I don't know if he's going to be able to yeah. even start the season. He's got, he's got some injury problems, and that's been prevalent throughout his NFL career. So I'm a little bit shaky on the defense. I think the talent's there. It's just about reestablishing that, that Legion of Boom attitude. Obviously, they can't be replicated, but if they can even get back to 75% of what that was, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, that's a great point about Doug Baldwin. I think he's completely underrated across the NFL. People don't give him the respect he deserves. A great wide receiver, gritty, tough attitude i mean he he's just fun to watch and that's good points about the defense too especially you know Dion jordan he's had issues his entire nfl career on the field off the field stuff like that frank clark has some off the field issues as well but it can be an intimidating force there for the defensive line um and, and then the last question i kind of ask everyone and, and this division is, is kind of 
going to be a tough one to do, I think. So I'm glad that we have you to do it, uh, and I don't have to worry about it for myself. But You do in a few weeks. Eventually, eventually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but how do you see this division shaking out, and where do the Seahawks uh, end up in that? That's a good question. I think, you know, on paper and based on how last season ended, you know, you got to give the nod to the Rams to be the, the contenders to, you know, repeat as division champs. Do I think that it's, unatt- you know, unattainable for Seattle to come back and reclaim the division? Not at all. I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised even mildly if Seattle came back and got on a good run and, and reclaimed the division. All it takes is one, one injury, you know, to a, a main player whether it's Todd Gurley or Jimmy Garoppolo, one of those guys goes down and all of a sudden, you know, you're back in the competition for the division. We don't know how it's going to shake out. But right now, if I had to predict how it ends, I would say the Rams probably take the division with 12 games. I would say Seattle finish second, close with San Francisco, between 9 and 11 wins, and one of those two teams goes to the wild card position. Um, yeah, I think yeah. – I think. Nine ten games is about where I see Seattle in. This that's year. fair. We're I would second in the division. Tend to agree with that at this point in time. Yeah, so. yeah, that's about where they were last year. You, you did point out some of the improvements that they made. Um, they they lost some pieces, like we talked about at the very top of this. They lost some pieces that were kind of the the heart and soul of the attitude. But if they can replace that, or if the coaches can kind of get a new persona in that locker room, I I think that they can overcome losing a couple of uh, key attitude guys yeah, exactly yeah and i think a, a really bright spot toward the end of last year that i'm kind of trying to ride on going into this season was that game against philadelphia and this was the week before Wentz went down in uh, la you know seattle gave the eagles a run for their money and, and beat them by two true. scores everybody forgets about that game you know so they have the they still have the talent and they, they did that after losing guys like cam chancellor and richard sherman you know some of those guys were lost in the offseason so they definitely have shown they could still compete at a high level and beat highly competitive teams, yeah. even with the loss of some of those key players. True. That, that's a great that's point, yeah. That's good. I like it. It's good stuff. All right, man, I think that's all we got for you. Anybody? Anything else? Anybody here? No? No. no uh, once, twice? Sold? Yeah. No. All right, good stuff, man. We uh, we thank you for coming on. We, uh, we appreciate it. And uh, you clearly know your shit, so when we need to talk Seahawks, we'll be giving you another call. Yeah, hit me up anytime, guys. You guys have a great night. Thanks again for having me, and uh, enjoyed this season. All right, thanks, man. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Brock. All right, and we will be back right after this. Hey, guys, it's Casey from Just Another Movie Show. This month, we're going to talk about the end of summer movie season. We had Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mission Impossible, First Purge. We're going to look ahead to August. We've got Christopher Robin, The Meg, Happy Time Murders. We even threw in a conversation about the future of the MCU. So make sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are found. And now, back to the show. All right, so now we're going to welcome on Mick. He is a Cardinals fan. He told us prior he doesn't like the Cardinals. He loves the Cardinals, which I am a large fan of the way he Big said fan. it. So, um, how are we doing tonight? I'm well. Doing well. How are you? We're pretty good. We're a few beers in, and we're talking football. It can't be can't be much worse than that. So, good uh, that sounds uh, delightful. It's, yeah. it's pretty... I believe I believe when I was talking to Mick last night, setting this all up, he he said that uh, 
like we like talking football. And again, he said that he loves talking football. Good. So good. That's that's what we're here to do. We have a good time, and that's who doesn't like this. So uh, plenty of people, I imagine, is the the answer. <laughs> If you watch the ratings, but either way, let's uh, we're gonna, we're gonna hit the the draft first round, or where you want to go? I think we'll we'll take a look at, at off season because there was off definitely some, some there were some, some moves turnover here. So, uh, big one right off the bat is uh, Bruce Arians retired, replaced with Coach Steve Wilkes, kind of a defensive minded coach, came over from I believe Carolina. Um, gonna hopefully, or, or, I don't know shore up the defense which i thought was the strong point but uh some kind of wholesale changes there so so in general uh how how do you feel about the offseason this year you lost a number of big starters from last year uh head coach obviously like i mentioned already and, and replaced with some other guys so how do you feel about what happened in this offseason well if you listen to uh what everybody else says we don't stand a chance to win five games but in my eyes, and not just being a Cardinals super fan, but being a guy that, you know, appreciates change. Um, you know, the Cardinals, we have an offensive-minded coach since Danny Green was there. Our defense is surprisingly fast. Yeah. So if we've got a surprisingly fast defense, or, you know, they're really, you know, Patrick, our weak point is on the opposite side of Patrick Peterson on the defense. And if we got a defensive-minded coach, he's going to figure out how to cover that guy up. You know, so it's, and it's always the same thing. It always depends on your O-line. You know, if our O-line can keep Sam Bradford upright, we're going to win nine or ten games. Yeah. You, you've got to keep anyone from touching Sam Bradford if you're going to get Bradford in there to be effective. Well, you saw they brought him in on an ambulance for his initial <laughs> press conference, didn't you? That is what I read. It's what I read. It's they a good transported him straight from the yeah. I mean, they need practice too. <laughs> so yeah, so you add Sam Bradford. You also picked up Mike Glennon too. So uh, kind of the the free agency dollar, darling from last year that didn't. That's how you make Sam Bradford look good? You bring true. in Mike Glennon. That's true. So uh, and then you end up drafting a quarterback too. So. Uh, it doesn't really seem like there's a clear direction there, but I, I do like Sam Bradford and I love Josh Rosen as the quarterback. Uh, how do you feel about these guys coming in and, and replacing Carson Palmer? I am ecstatic about Rosen. Hell yeah. I, I don't uh, three games in. Maybe I see him coming. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, Sam Bradford's reputation speaks for itself. You know, he's he's Samuel L. Jackson and Unbreakable. Ooh, you know, he's gonna get he's gonna get hurt, that's and it's one. not like it's that. not if it's when. And so, if we got Mister Glass behind our, you know, we're officially calling five, him that from now on, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. Hey. Copyright Rodemeyer. Uh, I mean, we'll give you. I will give you credit, man. You ain't gonna worry about that. I like Samuel L. Bradford. <laughs> yeah, there he is, man, Mr. Glass. If 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 we can, if Mr. Glass makes it three games, I'll be shocked. Um, and, and then we bring in the future, and that's when I stand up out of my chair and I give a standing ovation to my smart TV and Wilkes for doing what is right. 
and the draft decision that they made. If you do your research on Rosen, that dude is a mind. Oh, yeah. And what what are the great quarterbacks in the NFL? They have great minds. Yep. You know, Mannings. Um, Rodgers is a, a ridiculous talent, but he's also a genius. He's very smart. Drew Brees. You know, Brady. I mean, all these guys have great minds. And so when they went after him and, you know, and I read about him and I'm watching stuff on him and about his mind, it's like, man, great job, Steve Kime. Great I, job. I love Josh Rosen. He was my favorite quarterback in, in this draft. I thought whatever team got him was going to be a steal. And they're probably going to be a couple teams that were dumb enough to skip him. So fuck them. Uh, so you ended up with the guy here. Um, I, I think he's in a good position because Sam Bradford is a very, very good quarterback when he plays. The problem is that he doesn't play very often. Now, that could mean, right. and, and, I ho- and I hope you're right, that, that Josh Rosen can pick up the offense quickly and be ready to start for week three, whether it be Sam Bradford gets hurt or whether it be Sam Bradford is already hurt or whatever. Um I, I like the idea of Josh Rosen starting sooner rather than later. And I'm glad that, that a, an Arizona fan agrees with me on that because Josh Rosen was a bit of a controversial figure in the draft. He's kind of outspoken. Some people question his you know, love for football. All this stuff that people use to like tear down quarterbacks came up for him. But I like Josh Rosen, and I'm glad that you like him too. So smart man there. I, I love him. I love him. And and the thing, though, is he's got to win because – He has to. Being, you know, I, I grew up in Phoenix. I, I'm, I'm, I've been – you know, when we started in Sun Devil Stadium and, and then we – you know, and then to have Larry, where I'm going with this, is to have Larry, a, a, an Arizona Cardinal lifer, and to him to going in, you know, each year is his last year. We got to win right now. You know, and, and and it would be a damn shame if Larry Fitzgerald is the Tony Gonzalez of the wide receiver. You hit two of you us know, in the plays heart there. Great years, plays great years. You know, as an as a Hall of Fame uh, player with an even better character, and can't get a ring. Right. I mean, you know, and so that that, that, that lies on one dude. If we're going to Rosen. David Johnson has to come out of his freaking mind and rush for 2,000 yards this year with a ridiculous amount of carries. Yeah. And to make up for what he missed last year and to take it off of Rosen so they go, okay, we have to stop Johnson. We're going to make Rosen beat us and then let him do it. Yeah. And I, Rosen I think... go in and perform and win. Yeah. They're, they're going to be, they should be a killer combo. Um, you know, David Johnson, hey, he's got some fresh legs, and he's going to want to use them. So I think that he – hopefully he can return to the form from two years ago when he had you know, led the league in scrimmage yards and was a fantasy darling and, and was getting it in every phase of the game. I, I hope he can return to that. I believe he can. Uh, you add Josh Rose in there, able to kind of hopefully cut those defenses up. You got Larry, and then the second-round pick was Christian Kirk, the wide receiver out of Texas A&M. Beginning of the season, he was projected as a top 10, top 15 pick. Um, didn't have a great season in the colleges, the college ranks, so he gets dropped to the second round, and the Cardinals scoop him up. So add a good friend for Josh Rosen. I, I like these these first two moves. 
third uh, third round was drafting a center as well. So clearly they're focusing on getting Josh Rosen the pieces he needs. How, how do you feel about centering your offense around Josh Rosen and what they did to make sure that he has the pieces he needs? I think that time. I think Steve Kimes a genius. You know uh, the pieces that he got. You know in, in draft and where he got them. You know what I mean? It, it's. I think the pieces are in place. And that being said, if if David Johnson does what he's supposed to do, Sam Bradford, Mister Glass, you know, crazy eyes. He he may be able to make six games, seven because they're you know they're working on the David Johnson, but. I think the position that we're in and, 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 you know, the pieces that they put in place, the Cardinals, man, we're setting it up. You know, it, there's no reason we shouldn't win soon and, 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 and for years to come. I mean, for me, the Cardinals are the only anomaly in this division. I mean, everyone ex- – you know, the Rams are built to win. That, that's going to be a good team going forward. Um, it's kind of up in the air what the Niners and, you know, what kind of team we're going to see out of Seattle. But the, really the big question marks come out of Arizona as far as what this team is going to look like going forward. I had huge expectations for this team going into last season. And things didn't quite pan out. And now it's completely... <laughs> I mean, completely uh, recycled, renewed, you know, facelift from what we saw going forward into last season is going into this year. So, as a diehard Arizona fan, I mean, what I mean, what what's your overall feeling right now with the way th- the team has changed through the off season and the way things are going forward? I mean, what are you what's what's got you jacked up? I guess I am back to cautiously optimistic. There we go. There we go. That's a great place to be. There it is. Um, Because, dude, I was where you were at. You know, two years ago, what was it? That was last year, power rankings, Cardinals in the number one spot. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? I'm doing cartwheels in the church. Yeah, I'm doing cartwheels in the church on Sunday. You know what I mean? (laughs) Game day. And then what we lose? We lost to the Patriots with their backed up quarterback week one, was it? Yeah, like something like that. What? How did that happen? <laughs> and then we lost again, and I'm like, you know, what I mean, it was. I. Uh, well, to be, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, that Patriots backup quarterbacks now sitting in the same division. Yeah, yeah. one of the but highest paid quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he didn't have. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't have Bill Belichick coaching him, though. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, that dude is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. No but, matter. You know, they – like. go ahead. I was going to say, no matter who Bill Belichick has around him, you know, whatever pieces he wants, any any homeless guy he can pick up in Boston can start for him on I, Sunday and score a touchdown. I was just going to say, you and I could fly up there tomorrow and start week one and we'd win. Oh, I'm in. I you mean, know, if you're buying the tickets, I'm I'll, I'm down. We'll go. We'll go make it happen. I'll be the backup punter. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, you talk about. No, I am. I am. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just, just like, ca- cautiously optimistic. Yeah. With well, when Rosen comes in, that uh, cautious, you can take that away, and it is. I am optimistic as hell and ready to 
ride this wave as long as the wave, you know, give me the biggest surfboard on the beach. I'm going to ride this sucker. You talk about the, some of the games last year that you expected to win and, and ended up losing. Uh, I know that you know, obviously David Johnson wasn't there for most of the year, and, and that's a huge chunk of your offense gone. But it, it seems like a lot of the problems were on the offensive line. Some of those guys were turnstiles. You know, Carson Palmer, before he got hurt, was, was sacked a lot. No, uh, Drew Stanton, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, uh, Matt Barkley. You went through four quarterbacks last year. Uh, do you think enough has been done to address the offensive line? I mean, we all hear it all the time that, you know, you win games in the trenches, um, and, and this offensive line was uh, seemed to be problematic last year. Do you, do you think they're better than they were last year? Um, I hope so. <laughs> right? You I mean, know, it can't get much worse. You know, um, I called my buddies down there, you know, today I'm doing a little prep for the show. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Give me some insight. And uh, our center went down to practice yesterday. So I noted now that. we're back up center. Now we're back up center. So now it's like, okay, um, how many more? You know, I think what we lose three O linemen in the first four weeks last year. It was inc- something like that. It was incredible. It was just bad luck, you know, injuries and, uh, things that derail you, you know, for weeks on end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we lost, you know, to lose those old linemen and, you know, I, I was an old lineman, you know, if, if I'm left tackle and my left guard goes down and I got backup dude in here, I don't care what you say. My mental state is now I'm worried about my guy and I'm worried about him because he's the backup guy. He's a backup guy for a reason. So now, you know, and obviously they're pros. They need to have a mental state, this, that, and the other. But I'm telling you, I don't give a damn pro, college, whatever. Your backup guy comes in next to you. Yeah. You got a half of an eyeball on that over there to make sure, because now you're worried about him and you. Yeah, trust and, and, and factor, cohesion and, and gelling and everything about that. Absolutely. And, and when you have so many guys coming in and going out, it not only affects that one position, but like you're saying, it, it affects the entire line. And that kind of worked like dominoes last year. You know, one person went down and it threw the whole thing off. Other people ended up getting hurt. Quarterbacks getting hurt. Guys underperforming. Um, and that leads to a season where, you know, you end up underachieving. You end up going 8-8, eight and eight, third in the West, you know, um, a, a year that could – even though you went 8-8, eight and eight, still it can only be seen as disappointment. So um, hopefully you did enough in the offseason uh, to, to address that line. Um, I know that a couple of big wide receivers left, Jerron Brown and John Brown, the Browns, uh, they're gone uh-huh. now. Um, you added Christian Kirk, but and, and Bryce Butler came over from the Cowboys. But how do you feel about this wide receiver group? Because behind Larry, there, there there's not a lot. There's the rookie Christian uh, Kirk that we already talked about, but not really a lot there. How, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm wide receivers come out of nowhere. You know, there's a lot of wide receivers in the league that are fantastic um, guys that are front-running guys, first-name guys, you know, guys that you can mention to somebody and they know who they are, what they play for. A lot of those guys were not drafted. Yeah. Uh, you know, or were picked up late-round guys. Um, so, I, you know, we got Kirk Cool. You know, let him be number three on the, uh, you know, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Kirk. 
But we're going to need one of these free agents. We're going to need somebody that was signed, you know, after the draft. We're going to need, you know, somebody that is the 4-3-40 guy that, that gives us the deep ball threat. Because if we don't have a deep ball threat, it's going to put a lot of stress on David Johnson. So we need one of these no-name guys to become a household name with his blazing speed. If that doesn't happen, we're in trouble. <laughs> We we saw a guy come out of nowhere last year in your tight end, uh, Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, you know he's a guy who midway through the season I had to look up and see what the hell is going on with this guy. Um, hopefully, <laughs> and, and you know and he he played well. He's he had a, a weird off season where he was in, in trouble for like peeing in a hotel lobby or something like that. Yeah, who hasn't yeah, yeah. who hasn't who, been who's there? Never, who's never right? done that? Right. Uh, All right, but if that's the least I've done in the hotel lobby, congratulate me, please. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is this is true. And, and so, you know, kind of what you're saying is you need another guy to, to kind of come out of nowhere and fill in in, in that role. I think he's going to be, you know, a, a good tight end is a rookie quarterback's best friend. Um, hopefully he can kind of live up to that, plus David Johnson. Plus, he's a beast. Yeah, plus uh, – um, like we a little bit Christian Kirk, we'll see. It usually takes wide receivers a couple of years to get up to speed. But Larry Fitzgerald, is there a better wide receiver for a rookie uh, quarterback to have? I I can't think of one. Never in the history of the league. I mean, not I, yeah, not ever. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually, like I have to go. Look I mean, who else? Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting uh, over here. If wearing... you're, you're going to name, if you're going to name, I mean, on character and play, you what? Chris Carter, maybe. Jerry, Jerry Rice um, is a good guy. Jerry Rice, yeah. Okay, Jerry Rice. Maybe Andre Reed. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Jerry Rice. Uh, you got to go Larry Fitzgerald second, based on. I agree with you. I, I agree. Yeah. So. Uh, so I, I Mick, think Mick just worked his way right into my heart right there with that one. I'm a Niners fan, Mick. So you say Jerry Rice one, Larry Fitz second. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, glad, the miners. I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad. Oh, <laughs> shots fired over there. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, dude, but you're. He's not sorry. He shouldn't be sorry. You know, you don't be sorry. You know, it's fine. Actually, I, actually, I'm not sorry at all. Fuck the miners. <laughs> and I, I'm glad to see that you you have some optimism. Um, you know, like you said, all the reports are basically the Cardinals are dead. You know, what are, what are they going to do? They're 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 going to win, you know, four games maybe, blah, blah, blah. And to see you come out with the optimism and have some great points as to why you're optimistic, I really do uh, like seeing that, especially from a diehard fan. Um, now, now, Mick, something we ask everyone when we're kind of wrapping up the, the little interviews, what do you see as the strength of this team and what would you say is a weakness? Oh... Uh... I think the strength is the vet, the leadership. We have veteran leadership on both sides of the ball. You know, uh, Larry, Patrick, um, Sam. Uh, on the defensive side, you know, Patrick Peterson, um, Jones. I think Dansby's still around. You know, we've got some leadership that can pull. You know, great leaders can get anybody to do anything 
yeah. and, and can get the best out of people that didn't know that they were even capable of what they're doing, but they because they have a great leader in front of them, encouraging and them showing them, you know, a great leader shows you by example. So if we have these great leaders on our team leading by example, we should do great things. Oh, you're now the weakness, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say you're talking to three guys who constantly praise veteran presence on a team as far as leadership goes. So, yeah, you're completely right as far as leading that team, getting these young guys built up, ready to go come game day. Right, and and, and it's got to be now. You know, the message has to be we don't have two years. You know, when realistically, yeah, we do. But for Larry, for some of the, you know, for the guys that have been around, it's got to be now. You know, um, I, I'm going to tell you, if we, win a, if we win it and Larry gets a ring, I'll cry. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Oh, definitely I feel, I one, feel of like, the, one of the guys that yeah, deserves it. One of the guys that no has got it coming. You know, not – and because I've been a fan for 30 years, <laughs> man. <laughs> been waiting a long time. Yeah, been waiting a long That's time. That's fair. I think he falls also you into know, that category I, of I guys. Was, it's hard to you I was there when uh, Floyd was intercepted in the end zone on the one-yard line and ran it back right before halftime with the Steelers, and I wanted to kill him, <laughs> you know? And then, oh, I thought Warner, you know, that, that we please, God. <laughs> so, you know, um, and the message needs to be now, you know, and they're picking us to win five games, and you know why? You know, the Rams had the coach of the year last year. The 49ers got, you know, the world's longest uh, last name of quarterback. You know, and the Seahawks are always a, a contender in the in the West no matter what. Why? I don't know. Fuck Pete Carroll. So, <laughs> you know, I, that, yeah, they pick us to win five games because we got we're, – we're, you know, everybody always wants to slouch on the NFC West. Oh, it's the NFC West, NFC West, blah, blah, blah. Well – Look around. You know, what I mean, that's why they've got they don't have us doing well. It's because the, the 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 division is tough this year. Yeah, it, it's tough so, going forward. Uh, back to uh, the you, you gave your that, strengths. What's your, what's your weaknesses on this team? Uh, inexperience. You know, we don't have. You know, the weakness it could be the O line. It could be a cornerback. Um, a first year head coach. Uh, um, you know, inexperience. We got a first-year head coach. We got Mr. Glass, crazy eyes as quarterback. You know, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that have to line up extremely well for us to have a good year. And and, um, and some of that will come from the, the leadership in the locker room. I got to, before we get to the right. final question. I got one specific request. Uh, I got, I got to give a shout out from B Sox. He specifically asked me to uh, say hi to you tonight while we're recording. And Mick, I just want to hear one. Uh, I just want to hear one morning out of you, real quick, when we get there. Morning. There it is. B Sox will love it. We got it. For, that's for my boy B Sox. <laughs> I, I call them guys every morning, and then they get they let him go out the laser. Yeah, it just wasn't the same, man. Yeah, he he hooked me up with you or got me in contact with you for this, so I I felt I owed it to him. He's done a lot for us here. Yeah. But uh, finally, the last question we have uh, for you is how you see this division breaking down from top to bottom. Where do you see these four teams kind of finishing? 
<laughs> Rams, Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get a wild card. Oh man, I, I see the Rams no. winning the division. I like it. Like so I everyone said, agrees on that part. Car- at least. Cards are uh, cards are one of the wild cards. You never know what they're gonna bring. Wild cards, cards. I had them in as a wild card last year. Yeah, didn't happen. So. Yeah, you know uh, the Rams are dude. You see the Rams. You see their defense. Yeah, that's true. They're stacked right now. We talked know? Rams. Uh, it's, they're they're it's a good. They're gonna be running around snatching chains and doing whatever else they got <laughs> to to get by. I heard that shit's over. Right, but direct quote. Yeah, I got a Rams, Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks. All right, you heard it here. That's, I mean, that's a pretty fair breakdown of, of, I mean, talking to each team, how it rolls out. So, um, yeah, that's, that's. Well, so, well, I, that's why they play the games, right? We say this yeah. every week. This is why they play the games. It's, right. There's a reason. You've and, got these teams me, every every season that do this. Full disclosure, I will never put the Cardinals behind the Rams or the Seahawks. I don't give a damn if we, we lost everybody. <laughs> so Fair, <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> well, if, if things kind of go the way that, that you think they might, and you, you are cautiously optimistic, which is more than – a ton of people are, but if you are, I would love to have you back on. Oh, I, want, yeah. I want to get Mick no. to come sit in the studio with us to do some <laughs> shows after week, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna yeah. The, we'll keep you on the speed dial because if these if if what you're saying comes to fruition, man, we're gonna have to talk Cardinals, and, and then, I will and love to have some, you back. We're on. gonna get some lotto numbers yeah, from you too. If Mr. Glass goes down on week three, I, I want a phone call. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, we, we you make that transition. We'll probably we'll probably get you on the ringer for a little bit at least. We gotta we gotta talk about that change if it happens. So, all right, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for the input. We very much appreciate it. And man, it's good. Good stuff. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. That, man. One more hey, one more time for my boy B socks. Morning. Morning. There it is. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. We will talk to you next time. Thanks, Mick. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Go Cardinals. Good stuff. Good stuff. He almost had fun. That's fun. We don't get a lot of that. That's what we want right there, man. If you're if you're a fan coming up wanting to call in, that's the that's the shit we need right there. Just love, not, the, I mean, love not the even, shit out of your team. Like, I mean, not even the 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 really optimistic outlook of how things could go for that team because a lot of guys have that. But yeah, the yeah. the just love for your team, um, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a big bring deal. that feeling. I thought he was gonna cry just thinking about Larry. He Fitzgerald. literally like he said, if Larry Fitz wins a ring, I'm gonna cry. And then he sounded like he was going to start yeah. right then and there. Yeah. But Larry deserves it. I think everyone can agree with that. Larry yeah, no, it. Larry absolutely deserves. It. Like, like we were talking about earlier, I think he falls in the same categories like a Russell Wilson. You just you can't. You can't. Hate that guy. You can't. You can't. There's no way you and, can hate. And him Larry I, I'm fits. saying that to you as a guy who, in theory, oh, should yeah. hate that team no, and that guy. I can't. You got two two guys in that division that you can't hate, and that's rough. I think when we, you know, a year or so ago when we started, I don't even remember if it made the air, if it was one of our practice episodes, and we talked top wide receivers. I think I put Larry Fitz at my two all time, all time. Right. Just he's just, good. He's good, and he's a great just, just standout character, a great guy. You can't hate yeah. on that guy. Yeah. All right. So in closing for the week, couple reminders as we're coming at you. Um, fantasy episode. We're recording it this weekend. If you have questions on fantasy, you've got if you think of something, posi- yep. positional, uh, your league specifically. If you've got a weird yeah. scoring and you want an opinion on it, we can get you if that. You need a ruling. 
Yeah, if you need a ruling on something, um, we I, I, I Judge, actually jury I actually I actually right want here. to get uh, Andy's input on a few things for our league. Um, things. There's being set no aside. way you can. Keep, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we will talk about okay. it. We'll talk about it. it. I just happen. want his input. I want Kevin. Zim- tell your league to shut the fuck up. There's <laughs> no way to keep a free agency pickup. It doesn't do it. work that way. You can't do it. I want to get his input on a few things, on different things. Not necessarily <laughs> just that one, but it's, it's You know there. you want his opinion on that. Actually, I want his opinion if, if on it. they decide, let me know. We should work into ours for this year. It doesn't happen. There's no way to do, way it. to do it. It's something that I want to talk about. And like I said, if you have questions, if you got positional questions, if you got guys that you feel good about and you want to hear us talk about, let us know. I got a few of those. I don't know that I really want to bring them up. Or if you're like ridiculously high on someone. I I said it earlier. I, and I, I feel like I I sort of touched on it when we talked Niners uh, earlier in the week, but I'm, I'm pretty high on Jarek McKinnon. I think this, uh, they intend to give him a workload. I'm not saying it's going to pan out, but I think he's going to get the opportunity, which is kind of a big deal. I heard he's not even the number one. He's going to be the number one. I heard he's not even the clear number one. Calm down. So uh, we got that. We got that this weekend. So you got questions? Get them to us. Voicemail line three zero two six four eight five two three seven. That will be out early next week. And that will be out Monday. You you're you're on your way to work on Monday. Hit the download. Get it going. It'll be there. It's a fantasy special. And then Wednesday, Thursday, AFC West. Yeah. I don't think we have anyone locked in yet. We got some ideas. We got some people floating around. But if it's you, hit us up. Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Can't be that hard to find. My, right? I'm, that shouldn't be. But man, I'm. Some legacy teams right there. I am. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I got lots of Chiefs questions. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try to cut time, and it's gonna be rough. I might. I might just like some off air. Just just talk. <laughs> just it's just be, chatting with just guys. chatting with whoever we talk Chiefs with. Um, and then we're doing NFC North the week after AFC North the week after that. So we got those and divisions left. If that's you or you know someone, tell them to get at us. We're yep. looking to talk. Anything else, guys? With the fantasy league, fantasy league. You want it? You want in on that? Let us know. Get in on it. It's, uh, August 19th, yeah. early afternoon, mid-afternoon draft for SummerSlam. Be a good time. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. The biggest party of the summer. Why not make it bigger? We're going to make it bigger. We're going to have some beers. We're going to do a fantasy draft, and we're going to do some stuff around that for the show. So, uh, Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, us three, three-headed monster running a team. I don't That's, that sounds it sounds slightly terrible. terrifying. How many over under how many weeks do we all assume someone else is setting a lineup and not touch it? <laughs> <laughs> we need to decide that. We, we need to decide <laughs> who's setting the line. Because I'm totally setting the uh, the the account up with the with the Gmail account. Okay. So it's gonna happen. It's not going on someone. Some tweaks okay. in the last minute. You're gonna have to log out of your account and into another one. How many weeks so. when one of us puts a guy in and the other one goes back Moves in and it? takes him out? That's gonna be fun. Nah. All right. So that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Talk AFC West. Talk a little bit of fancy football. Start off the week, then AFC West for the next. Yeah, we got a jam back. You're gonna get three episodes next week, guys. Yes. So three episodes in one week. We're gonna hit you with it. You guys, you, you we listen. You do, you wanted to hear more. We gave you more. I guess I, I touched on it earlier. We did get some more likes this week. We got some help from B Socks inviting some people over that uh, hooking us up with Mick. Hooked us up with yep. yeah, even yeah. And, he, yeah. By by B Socks, we got Mick victory. I, I consider victory. just that one a victory, and we really did increase our likes on Facebook. We appreciate you just taking the time of liking our page. Thank you so much. We post everything. The Facebook group is out there. If you want a little bit more, we're doing some chat, some random posts. There's just been some yeah, fun stuff out get there. Get in the group. It's, it's lots of fun. We're just, and you have the ability to sort of interact with everybody else. Share videos, share whatever. You know, I shared the, the glitch video of Le'Veon Bell this afternoon. I got a good laugh out of that. 
Uh, some other stuff's happened. Even we had since a great convo recording. going so. about uh, next year's Hall of Fame class yeah. in the group. Yeah, Cody so, got that tons one going of fun. for us. So shouts, tons, tons of fun. Shouts to Cody. He listed the, the players that were going to be available. Bowling for the club. So, yeah, we got good stuff coming up. So, for these two fucksticks. Yeah. 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 Cool. And our great fans today. I, we have to. We definitely have to agree with that, right? Oh, good great. On oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. All week. All, all week. week. All, all week. week. Thanks. Friends. Thanks for giving us a full division. It's been a couple weeks hey. since we had a full division. So, all right. So, for these two fucksticks and all those great guests that we've had, this has been just another football show. Bye. Bye.